Hey everybody, welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health, and equipping you to share those principles with others. I am Melanie Wise, and I am so excited to share with you another Testimony Tuesday episode here on Mercy Talk. And if you're new to our podcast, every few weeks we are sharing a bonus episode where a special guest joins us to share their own personal story of healing and transformation. We get to hear these stories at Mercy all the time from people who have either gone through um, our Keys to Freedom study or through our residential or outpatient programs, and we just want to share more of these stories with all of you. Uh, And to be sure, we just want you to be encouraged and inspired by these stories, not by how amazing Mercy is or even how amazing our guests are, even though they are very amazing. But really, ultimately, we we want you to be inspired by how amazing our God is. And that is the heart behind these Testimony Tuesday episodes. And I want to let you all know something kind of fun that we're doing with this year's Testimony Tuesday episodes. Some of you may know that 2023 is the year that Mercy is celebrating 40 years as a ministry. Nancy Alcorn founded Mercy in 1983 in Monroe, Louisiana. So this is a really exciting milestone for her and for our organization. So in the year of 2023, you are going to have the opportunity to hear a testimony from a graduate of our residential program from each decade that Mercy has been in existence. So today, you're going to be hearing from someone who was in the Mercy program during the first decade of its existence. And next quarter, you'll hear from a graduate from the second decade. I think you get the picture. So with that being said, today our special guest is Chris. And Chris is a 1991 graduate of Mercy's residential program in Monroe, Louisiana. That means that Mercy had only been in operation for eight years when Chris graduated from the program. I am so excited for you all to hear her story. So Chris, welcome to Mercy Talk. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's so fun to have you. Good morning. (laughs) I am so excited, Chris. Personally, I know I shared this before we started recording. I have heard bits and pieces of your stories so many times over the years, but that... uh, has always been coming from Nancy and her sharing your story. I have never heard your story from you. So I am personally just really excited to just get to hear just what your experience was um, and just kind of what brought you to Mercy in the first place. So I would love if you wouldn't mind just starting by just telling us a little bit about your story prior to knowing about or coming to Mercy. I guess the best place to start is that um, um, I grew up with a Christian heritage. Mm. My grandfather was a Pentecostal preacher. Mm. Uh, we started going to Christ Church uh, back in the 70s. Uh, and when Nancy started Mercy, my mom and dad uh, was attending Christ Church mm-hmm. and had heard Nancy speak. And not too long after that, I guess they found out that that um, I was pregnant mm-hmm. and I was about 30 years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time in my life, it wasn't really a good time for me. Um, at that time, I guess I had um, been married and divorced about three times. Mm-hmm. Um, I had already probably had 
two abortions mm-hmm. and one miscarriage. Um, but at 30 years of age in 1991, I found myself pregnant again, wasn't going to have the child. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, my mom and dad told me about Mercy and I had the opportunity to meet Nancy and, um, and from there on, I chose to go to Monroe, Louisiana, mm-hmm. which being 30 years of age, I had a home, a vehicle. I had to uproot myself and make arrangements mm-hmm. uh, for my belongings and things mm-hmm. and, and, um, and go, but I'm glad I did. Um, my stay there was not, uh, in the beginning, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, how do I say, um, <laughs> being 30 years of age, mm. I was the oldest girl mm-hmm. that they had taken in. And so. Sure. That makes for a unique experience. Mm-hmm. It was very unique and it was, um, it was, uh, trying at times mm-hmm. to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the longer that I stayed and the longer that I became um, submitted and, and and getting in that presence of the Lord and, and praise and worship and group studies and one-on-one counseling, um, it, it was good, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so then I just started praying about my situation and trying to figure out where I would go in life from there. And mm-hmm. um, was I to be the mother to this child mm-hmm. was my biggest, uh, my biggest prayer that I, that I needed to know mm-hmm. if I was to mother the child. And, and when I would pray, I would get a piece about it, but I would go to people in authority to me and I would ask, would you please pray with me? I need to know. I need to have a peace. Mm-hmm. And then we would pray and I always had a peace about it. So that was confirmed. I was to be mm-hmm. the baby's mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now I, Parker's, Parker's here and he'll be 32 this year. And um, I would even, I don't know why, I just feel like also just kind of tacking on this question um, because I don't know, I don't, I don't guess you particularly spoke to this, but it did make me wonder as I heard your story. I don't know if that was a challenge for you to, to go, look, I need help. My parents came to me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I had scheduled the abortion. Mm-hmm. So they reached out to me after meeting Nancy. So when they approached me, then I wanted to do the right thing, whatever mm-hmm. that might be, not knowing, you know, if I would keep the child or place him up for adoption. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But there was an openness, there was an openness for you and a a willingness to say, Hey, okay. You know, you could have easily looked at your parents and said, I mean, you were a grown adult at that point. You could have easily looked at them and said, no, right. Right. (laughs) I'm good. Right. I'm good. But there was, there was, if, even if it was a small part, there was a part of you that was like, okay, I'm willing to even accept, acknowledge, or admit that I need some help. I need some help here. And I think it goes back to me sharing with you about 
always wanting to please my earthly father. But at the same time, mm. when they approached me, my parents, I wanted to please them. But deep down, I really wanted to do the right thing and please the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a win-win situation there. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I would love. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually take you back a little bit and ask if. So one of the things you know we talk a lot about um, at Mercy and you know in our Keys to Freedom study and in the workshops we do, we talk a lot about how our you know external things that we're struggling with always tend to have roots. Like there's always something underneath it. And I'm interested to know, I know you shared a little bit about kind of maybe like the external circumstances, like you were pregnant, you had had some, you may had had a couple of abortions before marriages before. Is there anything that you can remember that were like more of the internal like struggles and the things that you were wrestling with, um, whether that was like emotionally or spiritually before you came to mercy and, and what in your time in the program, did you learn from the Lord about those more internal issues? If that question makes sense. Maybe not so much of them when I went into mercy, but after being there, Mm -hmm. some of the things that I prayed about that I asked the Lord to show me where some of those, those hurts were coming from. Um, I feel like the Lord, um, the Holy Spirit showed me that um, the marriages, mm. um, I would go from marriage to marriage to marriage. And of course, I always put my dad on a pedestal. Mm. Uh, I, I loved my dad. He was just, he was just awesome, wonderful, earthly father. I'm probably going to get a little emotional. Mm. About that. Um, but the Lord showed me that um, in doing that, I was actually... I think I was searching for a relationship with my heavenly father Hmm. and, and I can relate to that nowadays just as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I share that, I share that with some of my friends, you know, and a Mm -hmm. lot of people that I meet because that's part of who I am today. And that's part of where I came from. There was some drug use in there. Mm -hmm. um, When I found out I was pregnant with Parker and, um, but, but the Lord healed me of that. Hmm. He healed me of that. I was smoking cigarettes. I was drinking. I was smoking a little marijuana and a little cocaine and drinking whiskey. That was, those were my three choices. But, hmm. um, but, but the Lord, when I got to mercy, then the Lord took that addiction away from me. I didn't, hmm. that, I w- he healed me of that. So yeah, that yeah. wasn't a problem. Um, yeah, I love, I mean, just even hearing what you shared about um, ultimately like searching for a relationship with my heavenly father and not realizing yes. that that was something that was really significant underneath everything. And I just thought, man, isn't that for all of us ultimately what we're That's all what we're looking all. for? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's almost like I think almost every person, if they really, really looked down to the ultimate root, they're searching for the kind of love and acceptance and grace and all of the things that only our Heavenly Father can offer, even as great as our earthly fathers are. Right. That there's this ultimate thing right. that we're all searching for. Right. So I just, that struck me as you shared that, man, me too, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. 
What has your journey looked like since Mercy? I mean, it's been, what has it been? Uh, 20? Well, no, Parker, 30. Uh, oh, yeah, I Parker, guess it's how old Parker is. Parker turns 32 <laughs> this year. Okay, there you go. I just turned 62. I was 30 when I went in the program. Okay. I was 31 right after he was born two months later. And I was in the hair industry and I returned to the hair industry mm -hmm. and made a good living and raised two children. Mm. I had a Parker in 91 and then I had my daughter in 1994. If she were here, she would be 29 this year. Mm. But she uh, passed away in 2010 in a car wreck when she was 16 mm. years old. Mm. Um, so she's where we all long to be. She's That's right. with our heavenly father. Yeah. And I'm at peace with that. I'm mm. good with that. She's like I said, she's where we all long to be. I was in the hair business, uh, 30 plus years. I basically retired two months after she passed away. Mm. Uh, and I'm just a wife and a mother and a daughter and a sister and a friend. And, um, the keeper of my home. Mm -hmm. so, Full-time job. Uh, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I've been with my husband. He is my fifth, and I've been with him for 17 years. Mm. So uh, so That's we're amazing. getting close to our retirement, and yeah. That's awesome. What is, uh, what is Parker up to these days now? I know, I mean, and just knowing a little bit about how close he is to our, our founder, Nancy and him are buddies. And oh, so we always yes. get to see Parker here and there. He's in Dixon, Tennessee. He's not married, mm -hmm. no grandbabies. Uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, still praying for right. that, but that it'll in. be mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be, or it won't be. Right. And he, um, uh, is a manager of a Financial, yes. It's uh, Heights Financial, and awesome. he's done that since he came out of college in 2014. So he seems to be happy with that. Actually, he is uh, put in for a new promotion as a district manager. Wow. So, um, yeah. Incredible. Um, good things happening in his life as well. He's a good boy. He's a good Well, just knowing the work that the Lord has done in your life, Certainly. I am I am currently in the phase of having a uh, almost two-year-old and almost four-year-old, and I'm realizing oh. more and more and more, you know, there's parenting books out there and there's techniques here and there, but the greatest indicator of how I'm going to do as a mom is how I am doing myself with the Lord and my own health, uh, you know, physically, but emotionally and mentally and spiritually, that those are the greatest indicator of of how I will be as a mom. And so I just look at Parker and I just think, well, if there's not testimony there of what the Lord has done in Chris's life, I don't know what else you could possibly be looking for. Um, just because, you know, I know Parker well enough to know that uh, he's just, he's a great, I, I say kid only because I've always heard of him as a mercy baby. He's certainly not a kid anymore. <laughs> he's a wonderful, wonderful man. He's mm -hmm. been a huge blessing. That's so awesome. Well, Chris, as we just kind of wrap up our conversation, I would love to know if there is any um, just encouragement that you would have for anyone who's listening today and just finds themselves struggling. I have found sometimes that the things that our graduates share with with uh, listeners who you know may be hurting or struggling themselves is so just. Um, 
it's just powerful because you've walked you've walked the road you've walked some really um, I mean goodness knows we're all walking the road right but um, there have just been I know some really hard tough dark days um, for a lot of the young women who've gone through our program so I just always love to give an opportunity for you to share any encouragement that you have any maybe even challenge that you would have if someone's listening today and they find themselves in a dark lonely scary place just cry out to your heavenly father he's there he's always been there from the beginning to the end he's there we just have to call on him and reach out to him he may not answer in the time that we want him to Mm -hmm. answer in but but he will be there because he is there and he, he, he will get you through. Are there are there any final things that you want to share with our listeners? Just anything at all? Again, any encouragements, words of advice, um, or just anything else about your story? Anything that we haven't been able to hit on today that you would want to share? It's just God is good. He's good. He's good all the time. He can do the impossible. He's there 24-7. We just have to call on him. So good. Well, I feel like that's the perfect, perfect way to wrap this up. Because as I said, even in our introduction, our goal behind these Testimony Tuesday podcasts is not so that people will get off and go, wow, Mercy is so awesome. Or wow, Chris is so amazing. It's for people to listen to this episode and say, wow, God is so good. And you um, are just a beautiful testimony of that. And the fact that you know, at the end of the day, that's what you would say about your story. God is good. God is faithful. Um, and so I'm just so appreciative um, just for your heart um, to share that. And I just honor you as well, Chris, um, for the fact that you chose life um, and that Parker is walking this earth and blessing people to death. <laughs> you know, yes, um, it's is. just it's just a beautiful thing. And I know that that is such a huge part of, of Nancy's heart, a huge, huge part of not just Nancy's heart, but our heart as an organization is that we would, you know, be a place for all kinds of people with all kinds of story and backgrounds. But her heart also really very specifically beats for uh, those who find themselves in unplanned pregnancies and providing a place for them to go, uh, an opportunity for them to choose life, not only for their unborn baby, but also for themselves. And um, it's just such a powerful story for that. And and anybody out there listening, um, just know that, you know, we, we have an entire page on our website dedicated to our pregnancy services and all of the things that uh, we offer for uh, women who find themselves in a situation with a, an unplanned pregnancy. And there's lots of new things that we've uh, even launched recently uh, to really serve and support you. So if that is something that you're personally uh, dealing with or know someone who, who's dealing with that, go to our website and you can find lots of information at mercymultiplied.com. Um, but Chris, This has been awesome. Thank you so much for your time and your willingness to do this. I know a lot of people, uh, this isn't maybe the most comfortable thing in the world to get get on here and uh, share their story with a microphone in front of them, but I'm just so grateful for it. You're welcome. Thank you. Listeners, we hope so much that you were encouraged and inspired by this conversation today. Um, You know, as our founder and president, Nancy Alcorn, often says, God is no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he can do for all. So 
um, again, if you or someone you know or someone you love is struggling right now, we just pray that Chris's story encourages you to know what God is capable of. Um, and as always, if our podcasts have been encouraging for you, we'd be so grateful if you would help us out by rating the show or writing a review wherever you listen. And if you any, have any thoughts or questions about anything that was discussed today, um, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. Uh, to find out more about our organization, head over to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you all so much for joining us today.